This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to the interview series. Welcome to the Retail Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Patterson, and we're joined here with a special guest, Ray Riley. He's the CEO of Progress Retail, which has recently partnered with Retail Insider. Welcome, Ray. Thanks, Craig. It's great to be here. Now, tell me a little bit about uh, Progress Retail. Yeah, sure. So we are a retail operations platform. Um, you know, there's a lot of words going around to sort of um, describe, I think, like this new category of software and tools, considering all the change retail's been undertaking the you know, last, particularly, I think, decade. You know, you could call it a retail execution platform, employee experience platform, all pretty much saying the same thing in the sense that, you know, it's really about, for us, enabling and empowering frontline teams with tools that are designed for retail are not generic. Um, and so whether that's task execution, whether that's company communications and messaging, whether that's dynamic behavioral-based learning uh, and analytics, getting all of that into a single environment or you know, a one-stop shop, if you will, uh, for retail teams, um, that's, that's what we're about. Um, the other half of that, though, is that we also bundle uh, a ton of renowned retail education with the platform. So taking away not only that heavy lifting, but also um, enabling retailers to partner with our expertise in how do you actually design and implement um, effective learning strategies that work uh, on the shop floor um, that are human-based, empathy-centered um, and more. So that's in a nutshell. It's it's mostly technology, but there is a content side of the business that um, is is super effective as we you know implement with retailers all over the world. And uh, now you've got a background as well in the retail industry. Tell me a little bit about that because uh, your your experience has certainly driven this uh, uh, growth. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I, I started. I suppose my first like real retail job, if you will, I was uh, eighteen selling cell phones. Um, so that was really, you know, my first sort of shop floor experience. Um, and, you know, I wanted to go to uh, college to play basketball, um, but that didn't work out. And so I was fortunate to at least figure out I was good at selling things. So, um, yeah, you know, worked, um, on the shop floor, uh, you know, ended up um, owning my own, um, wireless stores with a partner, um, and then got into uh, jewelry retail sometime after that, um, after owning a few of my own companies. And so um, familiar to Canada, of course, is Michael Hill, uh, which has about, I think, 100 stores in Canada. Um, I was sort of in a head of stores role uh, for the U.S. business um, that was a bit small, was quite smaller than the Canadian business. And so, yeah, you know, I've, I've like I, I like to say when we talk with retailers every day, I have turned the gate key, I have disarmed the alarm, and I have, you know, windexed uh, the windows and the cases. And yeah, I've, I've definitely... Um, lived and breathed stores for the super majority of my career. And um, it, without question, you know, influences what we do from a product standpoint, from a communication standpoint. Um, and obviously, you know, there's a deep um, familiarity and respect, you know, for the, for the life and work uh, that retail teams do every single day. That's terrific. Now, you've got an obviously expansive background here. Um, what have you seen over the course of the pandemic? Because things have certainly changed, be it in staffing or otherwise with retail. Tell me a little bit about um, what you've seen in terms of changes over the last two and a little bit years here. Yeah, I mean, where to begin? I, I think uh, I think at the one one of the more um, disheartening trends was obviously the 
drain of talent, I think, that came out of the industry, um, which, of course, that also sets up some opportunities. Um, but, you know, retail has always been uh, and, and continues in some ways to be a very sort of tribal knowledge oriented industry. And so, you know, when you lose, you know, whether it's flagship store managers or district managers that were laid off. And I mean, I, I know, Craig, you and I know a bunch of these stories, how sometimes they were uh, laid off at the onset of the pandemic in some very inhumane ways. Um, you know, you lose 10, 15 years of experience like that overnight. I mean, you just, it's very difficult to, you know, recover quickly from that type of drain to, you know, an individual retailer's organization. So I think that's obviously been, um, that's been, that's been a big hit for a lot of retailers. And so the question becomes, well, how do we remedy that? And, you know, obviously, you know, our, our, our tool and solution is, um, instrumental in doing that, but, um, I think, you know, the other side of that, I think, is that, you know, the, the amount and everyone has talked about this. So the acceleration that did occur in, you know, implement, implementing whether it was various fulfillment methods or, you know, projects that were maybe slated to take place over the course of, you know, two or three years down the line. They were like, nope, we're going to get this done in two quarters or one quarter. Um, you know, that's that was very interesting to see. And I think that, you know, adopting. Um, for some retailers, adopting more of that innovation mindset and frameworks um, has led to, you know, a, a lot of holistic benefits um, where, you know, retailers are starting to think differently about, you know, how to um, how to make change within their organization. So those would probably be two of the big ones, um, you know, and I think at a, at, a, at a bit more of a granular level or at least maybe something that we directly see with retailers on a day to day basis that impacts what we do is that retailers pre-pandemic, but certainly during the pandemic, they started to collect a lot of random tools. And so it's funny, I just did a LinkedIn post on this today. And, you know, the visual merchandising team were like, no, 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 we need to get a tool to manage this remotely. And the HR team was like, well, we need this tool to handle this part of the you know onboarding process. And, you know, retail ops were like, well, we need this to communicate better. And IT had their little tool. And I think that you know, what's happened is there's been this collection of, of tools which have made it very challenging for teams in store to be communicated with, to understand priority and directives. And so I think a process that we appear to be going through with a number of retailers is really sifting through all of these knickknacks, if you will, <laughs> and determining, you know, what is the actual, what does our tech stack need to look like as it relates to store ops, right? Now that we're out sort of out of the pandemic. So I think there's a there's a bit of spring cleaning uh, going on as well, um, which is natural. Um, and some retailers are starting with you know a bit more of a blank canvas. They they didn't really make some of those decisions during the pandemic, but now they know they need to do things differently. And so that's you know uh, a bit of an exercise that they're undertaking as well. And are you seeing retailers uh, embracing this change? Is uh, you know their eyes have been open to this new world of this I guess new normal. I don't want to use the. <laughs> phrase that was used, you know, gazillions of times during the pandemic, but this is something that, you know, we've been talking about. And I think we are in a new normal at this point. In, in increasingly, I, I would agree with you. I think, I think there's definitely more appetite, um, you know, going back to some of those reasons, right? Like sort of recognizing what is the actual cost? You can't put it on a spreadsheet, but what is the cost of losing a seasoned manager, you know, that's been with you for 10 years? Like, you know, the retailers are, I think, you know, they've always been aware of that cost, but I think it's hitting much closer to home now. And so I think there is much more of an appetite to sort of evaluate, well, how can we do things that are more scalable, more effective, more efficient? 
Um, there's definitely more of a, I would say, an attitude to explore, um, you know, solutions that can help them uh, in some of those areas, definitely. Terrific, terrific. Now, um, we're going to be doing some work with uh, Retail Insider in terms of content and whatnot. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, what you're looking forward to here as we uh, get into the partnership. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's been so exciting. You know, I think this sort of dates back to, I think, like October-ish when I was in Toronto and they finally, you know, let Americans come up there. And, um, you know, I know we were we were having a great conversation around, you know, well, in the spirit of what we're talking about, I suppose, about retailers coming out of the pandemic and, you know, making the best decisions for their business. And I think, you know, we're unique, um, as a number of other companies are, where we do have um, some unique sets of data and trends um, and insights, you know, that we can anonymize across our portfolio of retailers um, in multiple countries um, that relate to things like whether it's learning engagement, whether it's um, the impact of, you know, learning on performance or uh, employee turnover data or things like that, that I think, you know, can fundamentally, you know, uh, alongside with other solution providers, move the industry forward. And I think that, um, you know, Canada is a is a great example of a country that, um, you know, has adopted and, and uh, embraced, um, you know, giving their teams the tools. Um, and we've experienced that as an American company, predominantly, you know, um, working with a number of, you know, Canadian retailers, uh, such as, you know, we've had features uh, with, you know, brands like whether it's uh, Clearly, um, it's been featured with their expansion or um, Chiaro out in Vancouver and a number of others, um, you know, that have, um, uh, have you know, are, are fundamentally opening stores and doing a lot of hiring and, and our great, you know, retail success stories. So yeah, really excited to, you know, um, put together a series of content with yourself and your team to illustrate, um, you know, what, what this can mean for the industry. I think it's, I think it's very exciting. And it is interesting to see, you know, retailers still opening physical stores. Uh, this is something that, uh, you know, we saw a narrative earlier on as the online shopping became much, much more popular during the pandemic, partly because sometimes stores weren't even open. Like you couldn't literally... I go in a store we were in these lockdowns which is which is absolutely you know frustrating for many but but now we're we're moving i guess into the future where we're still seeing a, a need for physical stores and retail and that they're still driving sales while people are also still shopping more online yeah i, I think you know it, it's funny i mean you look at the pandemic and online did have a serious spike um and, and you know i mean i i haven't looked at all the data but i mean there would certainly be some categories that had just monstrous spikes like grocery, you know, you, you had, you had cohorts of consumers that had never purchased groceries online and, you know, all of a sudden started, you know, obviously buying their weekly or however often they were, whatever cadence they were shopping, they were now online grocery shoppers. And I, I, you know, I think that, um, while we've seen that retract, you know, as the pandemic has waned, I mean, particularly in the U S um, you know, I, I think that it's, you know, it, it, it's not a, it's no longer an either or question. Uh, and I think it's also very category driven. Um, you know, you, you, you look at, we were just mentioned clearly, I mean, you look at the optical category, well, you know, that's, that's uh there's a lot of benefit to an in-store experience, you know, for, um, for uh, you know, that, that category, uh, you know, fashion is no different. Um, and I, so I, I think that, you know, obviously we're predicating um, our future um, at progress retail on the connected integrated, uh, intelligent store. And, you know, um, with that comes roles that, uh, you know, are, are obviously have been transformed, uh, via the pandemic, um, with, you know, obviously fulfillment playing a, a much heavier role in store, 
um, you know, uh, client expert, you know, through clienteling tools and things like that with, uh, you know, virtual shopping and what have you. So um, that physical store, whatever it's called and whatever it looks like is still quite vital. And, you know, to be fair, I mean, probably the highest ROI in terms of an acquisition channel for, for retailers. So um, definitely interesting to see, you know, how the data is starting to settle um, with, you know, online penetration and all of that. Terrific. And what's uh, next for uh, Progress Retail here in Canada in terms of uh, any, uh, uh, I guess, growth goals? Or tell me anything that you can about what's uh, planned for uh, for uh, Progress Retail in this country. Yeah. So I think, you know, we have um, we have a few brands that uh, have Canadian operations that we're um, hoping to obviously uh, acquire and, and retain and, and grow with. Um, so that's sort of on the, the growth horizons. But I think for us, you know, where we um, are really focused is obviously on building and continuing to build a really compelling product for retailers of, of any size um, that value employee experience. And so, you know, uh, for us, that really means um, how do we, if I was to put it in a sentence, I think it's how do we, and I'll, I'll sort of, as a way of putting it in a sentence, I'll tell a story, you know, like when, when, when we talk with retailers, you know, we always say, well, how long does it take, you know, for, for you to develop with the highest degree of development, like a really strong store manager. And the answer is always like at least a year. And that's just true. I mean, to really take someone who, you know, um, is, is maybe going from associate or going from assistant manager to store manager for them to really fully settle in that role and really become a competent leader and coach and be able to replicate those skills and behaviors in another, because that's really the goal of store management. Um, I mean, that's, I mean, a year is being generous. And so for us, like something we're really focused on solving and obviously, um, you know, I could tell you offline, but I don't want to get into all the secrets on this, but um, for us, it's, well, how can we make, how can we make that in six months? How can we cut it in half? Um, And, you know, given some of the labor dynamics we talked about earlier, um, you know, we think that that's a really compelling, you know, um, proposition, you know, to a retailer to, to see, well, how can we actually rapidly, not only just train our teams and give them the skills, but give them the insights to actually run a very high octane business. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's really what, what it's about for us in terms of the future and where we're, where we're trying to take the product. Now, Ray, you attended uh, shop talk, the conference in, it was in Las Vegas, I believe a few weeks ago. Yeah, sure was. Tell me uh, anything interesting happened there. Any, any uh, interesting learnings, any interesting people? Yeah, you know, I think the, the one thing that probably stands out the most, having gone to NRF in January, um, Etail West in, I think that was in February or March. Um, I mean, this was definitely the first show where it felt like, you know, retail was back and, and trade shows were back and the industry was back. Um, and so, yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was very... Um, uh, most of the solution providers were out there. A lot of retailers were out there. Um, and, you know, eagerly looking to, you know, find the right solutions for, you know, whatever businesses challenges they were trying to, you know, overcome. So, um, you know, whereas NRF was maybe a little more, you know, focused on some abstract themes, uh, you know, not to say that things like the metaverse or anything like that is, um, you know, is, is lacking in substance. It's just more so that, you know, I think that, um, some of the more practical elements of how uh, retail stores operate and how customers are being serviced, you know, are still some big gaps for many retailers. And so, 
uh, shop talk was, you know, from even from a content perspective, like there's some great um, panels and, and, and speaking, um, you know, on a variety of topics ranging from, you know, environmental and sustainability um, issues to, you know, obviously what's going on globally with the supply chain uh, challenges, but, you know, also just around, you know, modern store operations and, and, and really, you know, obviously the, the niche that, um, that we uh, operate in. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a fantastic event. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, it's great to get back out there and meet with people face-to-face. That's, uh, that's uh, a treasure. I'm looking forward to more. Yes, there's some in-person conferences coming up and uh, great to see people again. <laughs> yes, yeah. And it's very hard to walk uh, a trade floor with a mask. Uh, it's very difficult to do that. Granted, uh, you know, obviously following any mandates that are set out, but yeah, it's 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 a challenge. Uh, you know, to, you have to you have to have really really good vision to read their um, first or last name on their badge. You know, as you walk past them. So <laughs> it makes sense. And we're looking forward to seeing more uh, about uh, Progress Retail and Retail Insider. So that will be coming. Everyone will uh, be educating a little bit, doing a little bit of news uh, and whatnot. Uh, but wanted to say thank you so much, uh, Ray Riley. He's the CEO of Progress Retail for joining us today. Thank you, Ray. Thanks so much, Craig. And thank you everyone here for listening. I'm Craig Patterson. I'm the founder and co-editor-in-chief of Retail Insider. Bye for now. <laughs>